happy Friday from Chicago. We're heading into the weekend with temperatures finally in a desirable range following weeks of high heat here in the Midwest. Our thoughts are certainly with anyone being impacted by Hurricane Ida here in the U.S., as well as the wildfires taking place out west. There are some heartbreaking weather conditions taking place right now. As Hurricane Ida rolls on, High Ground would just like to note that there is potential milk production impacts as well as manufacturing hiccups on the radar throughout the mid-Atlantic and northeastern regions of the U.S. CME spot cheese prices moved lower to close out this week, but we saw another notable rise on class four milk products, butter and nonfat dry milk. Butter prices are now at the highest levels observed in a little over two months, and nonfat dry milk values are at four-month highs. Today, we have Eric Meyer with us to discuss a bit of what we should expect from dairy markets as the Northern Hemisphere moves out of summer months and heads into fall. Eric, why don't you kick us off with what sort of key fundamentals are driving cheese lower this week and class four products a little higher? Is this price behavior something we should expect moving forward? What are your thoughts? Alyssa, thanks so much for having me on the podcast this week. I feel like I'm such a an unexpected or rare guest, so I'm appreciative. And we were also reminded by our colleague, Becca Kelm, that this is the 50th weekly podcast. So congrats on that success, and Woo. we're excited to keep that going. As far as dairy market fundamentals here, kind of heading into September and into our long Labor Day holiday, you'd mentioned that the cheese price has been coming off, and it has. It's been, I would say the last couple of weeks have been a quiet and even even somewhat bearish movement here as we've struggled to take the barrel market back up above 140, and the block market has been quiet and has come off here a bit as well. That said, I do think that there's been a little bit more support that has to come into those markets here of late. Um, We've gotten through the period of ramping up with schools back in session, and now we've got the fall sports and the football season. Mozzarella demand tends to pick up at this time of year. At the same time, that that overall milk production starts to trend down towards its kind of annual trough in that September, October timeframe. This does tend to lead to support in the market. So as the cheese price failed to kind of find any real footing, we did see some support come into the class three milk and cheese markets here, struggling to move lower further kind of coming into September. So it's my view. I mean, I I think that there's still a lot of a lot of bearish fundamentals that are out there with COVID and the labor market really restricting any kind of major recovery in the food service side of the marketplace right now with milk production or milk flows slowing down um, with the rate of growth of milk production coming off with spot milk prices now starting to get elevated where we're now into the premium instead of the discount time frame we could see prices move up on really all commodities. So I think cheese, while it's been slow, I don't think there's a lot of risk of the barrel market staying below 140 in the coming weeks. So if you're able to buy and boost that, that I think is is a good option. And I do think that there's the potential for additional support in the block market as the 40, 30 day old just naturally and seasonally become tighter. 
On the butter and non-fat dry milk side, we have definitely seen support. We've heard of some tightness out of Europe that has increased prices out there. And with Fonterra continuing to reduce whole milk powder volumes, we've also seen both futures on the NZX platform in New Zealand uh, moving higher as well. I do think that what we're seeing on the non-fat dry milk market here in the States is somewhat of a short covering rally. People are needing product, but we do think that overall in the US product is still available. And then it's possible that we somewhat decouple from any further support that comes from the global markets. We're still struggling here with um, being able to get exports out of the country. And while they have been very good, trying to add on to that incrementally, I think would still be somewhat of a, of a struggle here. So it's general support, but I do think that that's seasonal. On the butter market side, we've also seen support come into that market. We do think that short term, plenty of inventory, plenty of milk and butter fat for the moment. And we struggle to see how Q4 demand, especially with where we're at as a country, as it pertains to COVID, that we've got some sort of broader bullish sentiment that's going to kick in on butter. We could certainly trade to the high end of the range. 180, 185 isn't, isn't out of the question here, but we still believe that the market on butter and butter fat in the United States is still of a bearish potential. So seasonal short-term potential gains, but struggling to kind of move above this and, and may nestle back in a 165 to 180 style range for the coming months. Speaking to that domestic uncertainty, July export data from the U.S. was pretty impressive and jumping to a record high for that month. These significant export volumes have been critical in absorbing what has been record milk produced in the U.S. here throughout Q2. But will it be enough to offset the anticipation of pretty solid milk availability through the end of the year, given that build in our herd size here? Yeah, so the July export data came out here Thursday late morning. Really, I would say strong numbers by and large. The only year-over-year declines that we saw on some of the major commodities, non-fat dry milk down 3% year-over-year and dry weight down almost 9%. That said, they were comparing against some enormous numbers last year. So against two-year-ago levels, we were up over 40% from those. So I would consider that to be really strong export numbers coming out. From the previous quarter in Q2, when we saw some low price points here compared to the rest of the world, we did bring a global business to the table here. And that should continue on here through the third quarter as we book those exports. So we would anticipate that exports would also provide, you know, just general underlying support. It's not blow the doors off we're going higher because of export volume, but it does provide with where we've been from a domestic perspective on demand, just okay. The export volumes have kind of provided some general support here as well. Looking forward on milk production here in the US, as you said, we've built up a really strong herd, but we're starting to see that come off. Month over month, cow numbers have been down here over the last couple of months. We are going to be comparing those to some very strong ramp ups at the end of Q3 and into Q4 last year. And I think we've seen the peak, you know, those three, 4% year over year milk production growth numbers that we saw earlier this year are long gone. And we're likely going to run into some resistance and see those numbers continue to fall as well and decelerate where I even think that by year's end, 
December or maybe early January that we may have a flat year over year milk production number as you know, we kind of understand the impacts of higher cost feed as well as uh, what's going on here out west with drought and water availability. There's been a lot of chatter of that over the last handful of weeks. If the West Coast doesn't get sufficient moisture and snowpack, things could be troublesome as far as milk availability in 2022. So while for today you're seeing, you know, demand being quite uncertain and we still have enough supply and ample stocks of a number of different products, Next year could be a different story. And I think buyers should be looking out forward. And we haven't even discussed inflation. That could be another day for another session as to what could occur in the dairy markets here in 2022. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Always appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts. A lot to absorb there. And I'm sure our listeners are very appreciative of that. Of course, I like to remind every once in a while that this is just the tip of the iceberg. If you want more in-depth analysis of what we think uh, about dairy markets into the foreseeable future, forecasts, opinions, don't forget to head to our website if you're not a customer already and request a free trial at highgrounddairy.com slash free trial. Additionally, we are heading into a long holiday week here and U.S. markets will be closed on Monday for the Labor Day holiday, but we will be coming back from our mini break on Tuesday to a global dairy trade event. And it is becoming increasingly important for those auctions to produce some sort of reaction to the strong removal of product on offer volumes from Fonterra over in New Zealand. That does it for today. We thank you so much again, Eric, for coming on. We hope that everyone listening has a wonderful weekend. We'll be on next week to chat markets. Thanks, everyone. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. (laughs) 